You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Okay, so you're not on AOL Dialogue. That's good. Yes, I'm back to 2023 uh, technology for sound. <laughs> okay, don't don't push it. <laughs> uh, Can you okay, believe sir. it's raining again? Yeah, I know. I was like, I thought it was my neighbor doing some like cleaning in their backyard, and I was like, Are you kidding me? I I didn't see it in the forecast, so I had to go cover up my little fire pit and bring some of my little cushions from outside and put them inside. What a pain in the ass. Oh, you know what? It's it's funny because I I did that thing that so many people have done on um, Thursday, this past Thursday, I paid for a car wash. Oh, okay. Yeah. And by Sunday, uh, early morning Sunday, it was raining. And then oh. now here we are on Wednesday and it's raining. And I didn't even get a week. I didn't even get four days out of my car wash. No, and you don't have a garage, so I don't. Well, you know, it's funny. I do, but I don't use it for the car because it's really it's an older, smaller garage, and it, my car really wouldn't fit in it. Like that's how small it is. Wow! So, Would you ever think of doing something like making a bigger garage, like longer? You know, what's funny about that is in this neighborhood there are a lot of people um, who, either the homeowner or people who flip the homes, they because we have det- a lot of detached garages in this neighborhood where they will turn them into um, like little home, not homes, but uh, mother-in-law units. Yeah, Yeah, they call it that, you know, so you put a little, you know, a little living room, kitchen, bedroom, and a bathroom. And because we don't, I don't live that far from a um, a college that people rent them out to university students. Oh, wow. So I've thought about that, but I've also thought about, I don't have money for that. Yeah. You're like, it all sounds perfect. <laughs> Thinking about it is not the same as paying for yes, it. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, thinking, you know, when we talk about our podcast this week, I had a lot of stuff to talk about, but I think we should have a segment on what is trending on the internet. So a couple Ooh. weeks ago, you and I talked about um, the Roman Empire. Right. And how people were, were women were asking their spouses or boyfriends, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? And men would be like a couple times a day, a couple times a month, shocking the shit out of me. And so I ask you, of course, and you're like, I don't think about it at all because there's other empires that we should be talking about, <laughs> not the Roman Empire. Right. So, yes, that's a great that's that's that was happening a couple weeks ago. Well, the mm-hmm. one that's getting me now is cracking me the fuck up. It is women that go to talk to their husbands or significant others or maybe brother or dad. And they say to them, (laughs) what do you think about um, Taylor Swift putting this guy, Travis Kelsey, on the map? (laughs) The reactions are insane. They're like, wait, what are you talking about on the map? This guy is the best tight end and quarterback duo 
probably in all of NFL history. And you're saying that Taylor Swift, like it's a, it's a montage of men being completely offended that Taylor Swift is putting Travis Kelsey on the map. That is a plus level trolling of stupid sports fans. Uh. And let me tell you, women by far are much funnier than men on the internet. I, I don't, somebody needs to prove me wrong, but I will tell you it is, it is so hysterical listening to men and their reactions around and, and, and the women are so casual. They're like, God, what do you think about this whole like Taylor Swift and this guy, I think it's Travis Kelsey or something. <laughs> the men are going ballistic. <laughs> she, she has made him famous and helped him out. Exactly. You know what? I think it's completely warranted. Not only is it funny, but there's some accuracy to that because uh, accuracy might be the right word. It's perfect trolling because I saw someone say, um, I saw this floating around the internet. I don't know if it was trending, but it also was along the um, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey conversation where someone said, she is just a gold digger. <laughs> and this was, wait a minute, <laughs> you're talking about Taylor Swift. Like this guy has a really nice contract, you know, for the NFL. Not bad. Right, he's you know multi-millions dollar contract, this kind of deal. You know, I, I don't know what it is. Well, let's say let's say it's 20 million dollars, right? <laughs> so Miss Taylor Swift is almost a billionaire. <laughs> a billion after this era's tour, I think she reached a billion dollars. That's the reason she is a gold digger. She bought, I remember a few years ago, she bought a uh, an apartment in New York City, somewhere in Manhattan, like, you know, one of those really expensive neighborhoods. And she didn't, um, I, I think she didn't move in immediately. She bought the apartment, but she waited for the next door apartment to be open. So she bought that and combined them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, as one does in New York City. <laughs> I mean, her level of money is nowhere, that guy is nowhere near in her category. So, yeah, that's that's top trolling. You know what? I'm going to try to use that on some of my my sports family and, and um, these guys that are like, they're so big in the sports. I wanna, I'm going to use that and see, see what reaction I get. See what you're going to troll your family? That, that's why we're friends. <laughs> Spark yes. conversation. I mean, that, I guess in the, some of that, when we talk about these, hot topics on on the internet and you can have a, a an occasional laugh there's almost a guilt feeling of doing that considering you know what's happening in palestine mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the elimination of so many people and half of them being children it's hard to you know people say oh you should you should sort of decompress from that and mm. and turn away from that well no you really shouldn't i mean um, you have to keep talking about it because it's nonstop death over there. And the amount of videos that I'm seeing um, that pulling kids out of rubble and it, it's very, it is overwhelming and yet it's not something we should turn our backs on. Um, so there's a little level of guilt. I don't know if you feel that way when you're sort of going through your day-to-day -day activities in life and, um, you know, going to the gym, getting your car washed. Do you have any of that thought or feeling of this is so irrelevant to what is happening? I can't even believe I'm at the car wash. You know, that's really that's a really interesting question because it's um it, it speaks to how do we 
how do we go through our our what we call our normal lives and there are things swirling around us right in this country around the world and we have the two big wars that um are happening there's more than two but two that are really big to the united states right russia and ukraine and then uh, israel and hamas the military wing of Palestine and people will also say the terrorist wing of Palestine. But you know, the terms that are used are entirely dependent upon who's doing the talking, right? Mm. So, so a freedom fighter to one person is a liberator to another person. And generally, it said it said that the victors write history. So that's how those those things are are determined. But I think that that we have like many people around the world a luxury and a privilege to live our lives and not always have to think about uh, the some atrocities in the world and in our in our in our country and it that's a fact like whether i am stressed about you know um, a war somewhere that's not on our shores even if that war is important to um, this nation's security or this nation's uh, or other nations who are allies with us if it's important to their security. So if we look at Russia versus Ukraine, you know, people here, some people say, well, why is that important? That's Ukraine, that's Russia. You know, Russia, Ukraine have never really gotten along. Russia took over that country when it was the old Soviet Union. Why is that important to us? Well, because Russia is uh, Eastern Europe and and so is Ukraine. And Ukraine is the border um, between the rest of Europe. And then the thought is, well, you know, they take that, you know, will they then go, you know, another country? Will, will Poland be next? Will this country be next? And now do you have another war, um, giant war in Europe? And we are not too far removed from a world war one happened in europe and then that wasn't it ended but it wasn't really ended and people weren't really happy and then you know a few years later world war ii happened in europe because world war one wasn't properly adjudicated let's say and and you know world war ii killed i think we talked about this last week 70 million people around the world it estimated 70 million that's a lot of people and so the United States, United Nations, and the Western, what we call the Western powers in Europe, you know, England, France, you know, um, Spain, Italy, Germany, maybe Turkey, you know, some of these nations are like, we do not want Russia, Russian aggression to go past this point. Like they are actively fighting against that. And so that is important because if that war spills over into the greater European um, soils, then that directly impacts us in America because then our daughters and sons will be on the shores of Europe again fighting another war. Like that literally happens. And then you go, well, what about Israel and, and Hamas? Well, that can that can explode because, you know, we talked about the last week. It can, it can, it can explode because you have all these different competing interests fighting over there and it just takes one major bomb 
right? Uh, whether it's a leader, it's a bomb that's too big, it hits a capital, and all these things start happening. Then it's just all out war. Then you're in, a, in, a, in another type of global war. So those things matter, but you got to get up and go to work the next day. You got yeah. some bills to pay. You know, you got to get gas. You got to repair your car. You know, you got nieces and nephews, birthdays, all this stuff still happens. And you, we just have to exist. We still have to exist because the world doesn't shut down um, when things are happening, happening in other countries. It, it doesn't. Hell, we didn't shut down this country when Republicans took over the Capitol. Yeah, that, that was right here. That was just a couple of years ago. Thousands, you know, somewhere like ten, five to ten thousand stormed the Capitol, took it over. It allegedly, one of the most guarded places on the planet was overrun by yahoos from Very all drastic. fifty states. Yeah, yeah. and, and they took drastic. it over, and and they literally had made gallows to hang people. That was right here in this country, and you know what? You know what we did the next day? We went to work the next day. We did. You're right. I went to work the next day. And, I, I, you know, I, we can't stop doing that. And and then you can even make it smaller. You can make it smaller. There was a, a news story here in Sacramento. A black lady was driving her eight-year-old son to his football practice, right? He plays Little League football. This is just the other day. He's eight years old. She's pregnant. She's eight, nine months pregnant. Her eight-year-old son is in the seat next to her. He has his little football um, pads. Yeah, football pads on, you know, cute little kid. And she's on business 80. She gets pulled over by the police. There's helicopters. There's multiple police. They are guns a-blazing. What? Guns a-blazing. They tell her to get out of the car with, you know, yelling instructions. And she is trying to remain calm to tell her son to remain calm to not do anything because she's thinking, okay, wait a minute. You know what? Something's about to go down here. And she yeah. has no idea what's happening. And the police tell her that her son, remember he's eight years old, eight, he fit the description of, of someone they have been looking for for two years. Okay, stop it. Two years. He's eight. And he's not Shaq eight. Not that that should matter. He is a little boy. Like if you, he's like the size of your, maybe not even your your youngest nephew. He's smaller than that. He's tiny in his little pads. And she's like, what? My And she accurately says, this is my baby. My baby's not a chrono, want it for anything. They have helicopters. And at least from what I could tell in, in the news story and online, at least four, maybe five police cars. And then they say, okay, yeah, we made a mistake. Oh my God. We made a mistake. And and in trying to get a, a a statement from the police, they won't they won't go on camera and give a statement. They wow. just said they're they just said they're gonna look into it. And I have a long-standing thing that the first thing the police tell you is always a lie. Yep. It is always a lie. And now think about that. She's eight, nine months pregnant. She's pulled over, police action, on the freeway. Traffic stop, hel police helicopters, multiple police with their guns drawn. And she's trying to calm her eight-year-old son down. Oh, my God. And there is no 
way in hell that they thought that boy, that little child was some a criminal there. Yes, a suspect. And so we talk about Russia, Ukraine, Israel, and Hamas. And what disturbed me more than anything was that story. Yeah. Is that story. That's that's here right now. Like that's here right now. And that that story is played out all the time. And so, you know, going back to your your question, you know, how do we, you know, comport ourselves or conduct ourselves or go about our lives knowing all these things are going on? And I think the simplest answer is the best you can. I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's any magic way to get through things. You know, we have a lot of distractions, right? We have sports, we have family events. I just had an engagement party and you're doing these things because to not do these things is not to live. And you hope that these things can be resolved. But that's what diplomats do is try to resolve these things. But I, I don't know anything other than that to, you know, live your life the best you can. You know, it's now that you talk a little bit about just the war, the race war that happens here, you know, every day we could talk uh, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. I mean, we could put a list together, Trayvon. Uh, yes. Think about Think about Uvalde. I think it was Uvalde, the school shooting yes. with all those children, right? That were just, they had a terrorist attack on them. And yes, it's not thousands of children, what's happening in Palestine, but those kids were, excuse my phrasing, blown to bits that the parents yes. had to identify by the color of their shoes and their teeth, not yes. their bodies. And we are in an outrage about a war that's happening. We fund the war here on our AR-15s. We, we fund, the American government funds wars that, not American government, but if we look at the companies that sure. supply our government are the same sure. companies that supply people with AR-15s that could go into a school and blow out children. How come... I don't see that continuing going on for days. Like we hear about Uvalde, we hear about these school shootings, and then it stops. Now, yes, my timeline is I am I am following. I'm choosing to follow, uh, keeping an eye on Palestine. I'm I'm following the yeah. press that are out. Like I, I want to be aware. I don't want to be shut off from it. I also think talking to that comment that you just made in regards to just the injustice. Uh, war that's happening right police officers are practically i mean listen we said this before if there's not good police officers because if there were there would be more police officers turning in other police officers yeah. right so you have good ones that are nice and do a good job and don't harm anybody they also don't take yeah. a stance in making sure that we have that it's that 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 there's alignment in place they're not calling out their brothers and sisters that are doing things wrong so we have an internal war in the united states and maybe some other countries have the same thing but we're shooting and doing and drills in our own fucking schools on active shooter drills right. to me if that doesn't say war i don't know what the fuck does right right that's that's that, that's a very good point and we know that in america the number one killer of um, children, and that goes from you know zero to eighteen, are guns. Like we know that, like that's that's a that's a real thing, and we somehow, like you said, whether it's Uvalde or Sandy Hook or you know name a school, name a city, name a state, it's it's there. Yeah. We go we go about our lives like we we have we have um, 
someone someone wrote once 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 the nation collectively decided that mass murdering kids in schools were okay was okay there's just no coming back from that it was okay like if, 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 if and i think sandy hook was you know um columbine was a big one and sandy hook was massive and we at the outcome of sandy hook till now the spread of those weapons has gotten greater and the cities counties and states that have moved to almost no laws regarding purchasing and owning those type of weapons meaning no background checks no id no waiting no anything that has expanded that's that's been our our response to that so you know if we're okay with that and, and you, you it's 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 a great point you brought up, but why do we have social media outrage about foreign lands, children being killed? And we got it right here. We got it right here. And we got, the passion. We, yeah, we have a foster system with, I don't know, 40, 50,000 kids. And we know that um, the majority of people in our prisons uh, come out of, well, of all the reasons people are in prison, um, there's a, I can't say majority, I think I can't think of the percentage right now, but a significant percentage of people in prison were in our foster system. Like we, we know that we know the foster system is jacked up, but you know, we know it is. And we know we have a lot of people in prison for, um, marijuana, right? And we know we have a lot of people in prison because they can't pay bail. They haven't been convicted of anything. They haven't been nothing. They just can't afford bail. And that's just poor people. We we know that. And so, but going back to the, the weapons thing, we know that almost 30,000 people a, a year in this country die from guns. 30,000. 30, a year. And I Every know, year. listen, I, I'm not negating what's happening in Palestine. I, yes. I, I wish we would have a ceasefire. I wish, I wish it would stop. Like I legitimately, I do not yes. want that impacting. Yes. I just am getting to a point where it is, it's taking away the diplomacy of our president and how he's a diplomat and how he knows how to use his skills to yeah. negotiate with both sides of, of the house, in this case, Palestine, the Hamas and, and Israel. And we think about how it's decrediting, it's decrediting, is that the word? That it's it's taking away, as we go into, listen, as we go into an election year next year and the amount of talk about how biden is supplying weapons how biden's supporting israel only it is a constant fear mongering and yeah. incorrect data that's being displaced across the nation yeah and i worry i worry that people say well at least trump you know i mean mm -hmm. i don't think i'm not worried about him getting elected but who is is it is it uh, DeSantis that comes up to the plate all of a sudden is it you know I get a little bit worried and I think today I saw I did not get to read but and I'm assuming your article on tick influencers on TikTok um, it's yeah. almost as if they're telling you not to vote or the, who they're not voting for I yeah. think that goes in a line with so a little bit of the fear that I've been having these past couple days about how oh both political parties are if government is a right. sham and we shouldn't trust the government, listen, 
don't trust the government, but don't come knocking on my door when, when, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to use COVID as an example, you know, yeah. like when, when everybody got those checks or, uh, those, what were mm. those checks called? Um, uh, supplement, not supplement checks. Yeah, but, but those things, yeah. Yeah, everybody got some of that and still bitching about our government. Like, <laughs> I don't know how or where, and, and maybe I'm not even articulating exactly what I'm trying to communicate here, but I will say I'm a little scared and also frustrated that people say, fuck the government, both parties lie. Like, I am, I just don't even know how to Isn't it awful? To and, and you know what? Like, you can go all the way back to uh, 2016. So 2016, um, when Donald Trump won the election versus Hillary Clinton, and Hillary Clinton received 3 million more votes, not 300 or 300,000, 3 million more votes, right? But Donald Trump won. So let's, you know, the electoral college, let's just put that aside for a moment. But um, by, by 2018, after uh, analysts had really dug into the data and what what many people knew at the time and were saying at the time were just it didn't make it to the big media and that was that there was a concerted effort from republicans and russians to put out disinformation and they did it primarily on facebook and it was a company called cambridge analytica right it was a republican owned company and they also funded by foreign interests and everything. And what they did was they specifically targeted via paid ads and paid posts and fake accounts. They specifically targeted on Facebook black voters. And so this isn't some conspiracy. This has been detailed and you can look it up. It's everywhere that Cambridge Analytica was an operation designed to suppress black vote. And so how... And they created these fake accounts. They got in these fake in these in these black spaces in Facebook and Russians did it as well. And Mark Zuckerberg, after the election, said, we're going to do a better job. We're going to we're going to stop these accounts. We're going to stop fake news. We're going to stop all this stuff. And we're going to have better moderation so that we don't have that in 2020. And so when the 2020 election came, Facebook did a did a better job but it still got out there. And so um, it was mostly at this point, Republicans pushing the talking points that came from Donald Trump that the election is rigged, mm. right? And and the, and the Republican um, hierarchy, they, and this has all been released through the, the January 6th committee and so forth, where they got together and just said, we're gonna cast doubt on the election. Right, even before the results are out, we're going to cast doubt on the election. And even though they knew that Donald Trump was trending to lose by a lot, ended up losing by he lost by eight million votes. Like it was a rout; it was not even close. But he sent his acolytes and his lawyers to all these different states to convince people that it was rigged, that he had really won, and. It, the opposite, the opposite of the truth that he had won by a lot, even though he lost by eight million or almost ten million votes. Like it was not, it was almost ten million votes. It was not even close. So, so that happened, and and that was twenty twenty, and that led to you know the insurrection, all that kind of stuff. And that tactic 
has been going on around the world ever since. The Venezuelan election, the far right people said, no, the, the votes was rigged. It was cheating. And it, it happened in a few other countries. The far right people are employing the same tactic everywhere to destabilize governments and so forth. And it, it has seen success. And we have that we have that in this country. And so I'll take that all the way around to just today. We're recording on Wednesday. The Republicans finally elected a new speaker of the House, this guy named Tom Smith or Tom Johnson or Bill Smith, some really basic AI kind of name, but it's a real, it's a real human. And he is one of the architects of that whole idea that the election is rigged. Just put it out on the airwaves and let them run with that. So he was one of the elect, he's from Louisiana, one of the elected um, senators, and that's that's his deal. He's one of the architects of that, That's that helped put that together, that got all those lawyers and all those states who are now being convicted and pleading guilty to doing that. He is one that, he is the Speaker of the House. So it goes president, it goes and first in line, is Vice President Kamala Harris, and next in line is the Speaker, this guy. So instead of him being in prison, he's been rewarded with Speaker of the House. Like it is, it, it's insane that even in what we call a stable democracy, it is not stable because it it is organically, it, it has to be stable because people actively work to keep it stable. So going to your thing about people on TikTok saying, oh, President Biden is that far. I don't want to vote for him and stuff like that. So so we talked about this many times in our past podcasts. It, it is this. You don't love politicians. You vote for the politicians who are going to advance the best things in America and who will who will work on harm reduction. Right. So I won't get everything I want from a politician. But I do expect the politician to help people, not harm people. So Democrats help people. You help the elderly, you help children, and you can look on um, the government, um, the White House website. It says, here's all the things we've done. Now, I will ask anybody, what has have Republicans done to help anyone? Mm -hmm. There's no answer. They've been in charge of the House um, for three years. They have literally done nothing but fight with each other, mostly. And so, but here's what they've done around the country. So people say, well, it's 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 these internet people, especially TikTok, saying, well, I will never vote for Biden. Okay, so let me tell you something. You're advocating for uh most of them are advocating for Palestinians. So you're saying because the US has an 80-year, not a President Biden year, an 80-year relationship with Israel. All throughout your entire life, but now you're saying you're not going to vote for the for the Democrat. Now the U.S. has supported Israel for eighty something years, Republican and Democrat, it doesn't matter who. But now you're saying you're not going to vote, or you're going to vote for somewhere else. So you're saying that, and I wrote about this. If you're anti-vote, you're anti-black, because mm -hmm. the only way black people are free in this country, the only way we are protected, and the only way elderly people are protected, and immigrants and indigenous folk and LGBTQI people. The only way they're protected is from Democrats. That's it. No one, Republicans will not protect them. And I'll give you some examples. Republicans across the nation have passed over 150 laws that are anti-LGBT, LG, 
LGBTQI, right? Making it illegal. They have passed, they have made abortion illegal in dozens of states. And Texas just passed, you cannot even drive to another state to get abortion. We will charge you with a felony. So you're saying, okay, but I don't want to overbite. So you're saying that you're okay with, with all the laws restricting abortion. You're okay with all the laws to bring sanity to our border. You're okay with all the laws that we have said we need to prevent books from being banned, to help um, wages with, with encouraging unions in different places, right? You're okay with that. Now, so you're saying, well, I'm not going to vote for Trump. I'm just not going to vote. Okay, so Donald Trump has said the day he's reelected, he will bomb the hell out of Palestine and kick him out of, out, out of the land. He's going to go to war with um, Iran. He says he's going to close our borders and not let anybody specifically from Palestine come to this country. He's going to ban all Muslims from coming to the country and kick out the Muslims that are here. So tell me again why you will not vote. Because you're mad that the United States has an 80-year allyship with the, with the nation of Israel and that there is another war in the Middle East. And I'm 59 years old. There's been a war in the Middle East my entire life. But now these TikTok influencers are saying they're not into it. So we've lost the Supreme Court and there's a possibility there'll be one or two more um, uh, positions open in the next few years. So you're saying you will just go full, don't care. Don't care. So it makes no logical sense. If you want to help Palestine, the only way to do that is you need to vote in, you need to vote in a Democrat. And the only Democrat you have running is is Joe Biden. We have a binary system here. We don't have 10 people to choose from. We don't have coalition governments. The government we have is the government we vote for. You only have two choices. It's either this person or this person. And so then they say, well, you can't scare us into voting. I'm not scaring you into voting. Those are just facts. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Since the 1960s, ever since Black people got the right to vote in the 1960s, ever since the Civil Rights Movement passed in the 1960s, and this, this is a fact, Every single demographic, every single voting demographic in America since the 1960s have voted overwhelmingly for Democrats, except one demographic. The only people who vote majority Democrats or vote majority Republican are white Americans, male and, male and female, white men at about 70 percent and white women at about 53 to 55 percent. That's it. So you're looking at one demographic says, I'm okay with Christians running everything. I'm okay with restrictions on a, a, a making abortion illegal, making guns free for everybody. And I'm okay with all the nonsense, right? And we know, we know it's bad, but nobody else agrees with that. Only one demographic, but it just so happens that that is the majority demographic in this country, 190 million people. And it's unfair. It, 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 it's, it's, just, it's unfair, but that's a system we have. And so if someone says, well, I'm going to vote Green Party, you know, the fuck you are. They got no power in this country. I'm going to vote independent. Independent is just, you're just afraid to say you're Republican. Like, stop shitting around. There's no independent anything in this country because they have no power. I'm going to vote, I don't know, in, environmental or socialist. Then you're just throwing your vote away. And any vote for any of that crap, you're just voting for Republicans. Just come out and say it. And if you're voting that way, you are voting to harm everybody else. And I, and I can't make it any clearer than that. And that's and I wrote about that. 
if a TikToker is saying I'm not going to vote, then you are saying I am anti-black no matter what else, whatever else you're saying. This is the only way that we, the only way that I'm anti-brown. I'm, I, I, I don't want any other help for anybody in this country because I'm mad that the United States has been supplying weapons to Israel for 80 years. I got news for you. Another hundred countries in the world are getting weapons from us. <laughs> yeah, like you're you, right. right. Why do you draw the line right there? And like you said, you know, long ago before I went on this rant, we're also, we also got, what is it? Three million weapons in the hands of Americans. Yep. Like, are, are you gonna are you gonna just boycott just boycott living? You got three million weapons in the hands of Americans right now, sold by companies that are well-standing, good citizens. They, you know, they buy houses, they they shop, you know, at, at Macy's, and they and you're, they're your next door neighbors, and they got weapons. So what are you gonna do? Fuck. I know. I it's I know. Sick it's of it. I'm sick it, of I'm sick of hearing it. Like I'm just not gonna vote for anybody. You- <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so it's so it. You know what? Look, that's voter suppression. Yeah, and that that is. That is no different than what has always gone on in this country. And Republicans have said they can't win fairly. So they and they've you, they've said this. You, you know, they they release recordings of their meetings and things like that. And they say we have to figure out how to stop people from voting. That's what they do because they can't win fairly. So they gerrymander, they suppress the vote. You know, they make it illegal in Georgia to pass out water to people waiting in line. They close. They close places to vote. They say you can't vote on Sunday. They say you can't drive someone else to vote. They close voting in, in uh, on college universities. They they close polling stations, you know, in, in places where it's heavily black and heavily um, Latino. They just say close it. Just don't just have one place to vote for two million people instead of that. That may be exaggerated. Have one place to vote for five hundred thousand people instead of having fifty. Just close it. Make it hard to vote. So that, you know, the average black person in the South has to wait four hours to vote. Think about that. You've never waited that long in your life to vote. Nope. Never. And neither have I, because I've only lived in California. The most I've ever waited is probably an hour. But for the most part, you just walk in and vote. But that's not how it is for the majority of black people in this country. Because something like 60, 65% of us live in the South. It, now, average, it takes about four hours. Do you know how how dedicated you have to be to wait four hours to vote when we know we have the technology you can walk to an atm and you can get money out of atm anywhere in the world because you have that stupid little card yep right we know that so we could do trillions of dollars in financial transactions but for some reason you can't even walk you know to your neighborhood school or something to vote and in, in the South, if, if you're in the Black South, you have to wait four hours. Four hours. So if voting is so bad and, and non-effective, why do Republicans spend so much time and effort to prevent people from voting? To suppress it, yeah. Yes, it makes no sense. So anyway, I, that was a long rant. I'm sorry about that. But that, but yeah, that's been about my mind. Really, I mean, you and I exchange back and forth because let's think about, I know we're not trying, we're not trying to be a political podcast, but let's think about uh, World War II and, and Jews fleeing, fleeing to come to America. 
Ooh. most famously everybody would know Albert Einstein, right? So he came yes. and uh, he migrated here and created the atom bomb. If he didn't migrate to the United States, some other country would have had the atom bomb, right? That's a great point. And yeah. so now, you know, with, with AI technology, there are a ton of really smart people across the globe. Now, China recently, that their president, do they call it president in China? I think they do. Yeah, see the president or premier or something premier like that. Premier or something. And yeah. he put into law that there will be no more voting. Like he will be the president until he dies. There you go. So, um, although that's awful. So some of these really brilliant Crazy. minds, these Chinese minds are are leaving China. Like they want to go someplace. They don't like the this president or premier or whatever we're going to call him. They don't like them. So they're trying to migrate, hopefully, to the United States, having somebody that has such great intellectual mind on building out AI capabilities and getting us ahead of the game. And of course, our right. immigration process is so strict that these guys and gals can't come to the United States. So they're going to other countries like right. Canada. That's a big deal. That Right. That's a big deal. And, and I think people know it, but you don't think about it too often. And, and, and that is that one of the reasons we have the university system and we have the foreign exchange system is because you want to get people, you want to get brains right into this country. And it helps. And it doesn't just help us, but it helps other countries as well. And it not just financially, that the idea is that the more people are exposed to each other, the, the less problems you should have in the world because you get a better understanding of people beyond their governments, right? That That's the idea. And so uh, American colleges and universities are heavily populated by foreign students. Like that's the idea. But then when you start closing borders, you don't get that. And then your point is exactly right. Then they go, we're not the only country that has colleges and universities. Yeah. Like we're not the only country that has research wings and stuff like that. Almost every other nation has that. And so if you don't come here, you go somewhere else. And so you were talking about the brain drain from Germany during World War II. And there was a rush uh, first. I mean, you're absolutely right that Jewish people were leaving um, Germany from the 20s, 30s and 40s when they could get out. And many were coming to to the States and we benefited from that, like the, the nation benefited from that. And not just like the atom, atom bomb and that kind of stuff, but, you know, our, our space research that led to a lot of the technological advances that we saw in this country. And then, you know, it's, it's widely known that, you know, uh, Steve Jobs is Syrian and you can find foreign backgrounds and a lot of the people who helped this country in many ways, not just technology, but, you know, um, sports and construction ideas and farming. You know, we've gotten this knowledge from around the world because we ask people to come here and to do that. And so you start shutting things down, then you're right. You, you, you lose your you lose your status as, you know, the great Mecca or as Ronald Reagan used to say, you know, the, the light up on the hill or as the as the goddamn Statue of Liberty says, bring us your tired, your poor, your hungry, you know, your huddled masses, come here and you can make something. And then our nation as a whole benefits from it. Crazy how that, crazy how that, 
how most people, I, I maybe they don't know that, but to think about how we are making it more challenging for people to come here and to become citizens and, and to yes. get in through immigration. It's, it's challenging. I it know the lady that does my nails. It's, she said it took her, it's taking her brother about eight years to, from testing to everything to become a citizen or work on becoming a citizen of the United States. So yes. I don't know. I mean, we, 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 we're not a free country. We, we know that you and I've had this discussion before. People are like, well, we're the land of the free. Are we really like, <laughs> are we really free when if I say anything inflammatory, I could be sued. Are we really free when we have to do active shooter drills? Are we really free when we're tied to uh, unbelievable debt from most, oh. most Americans having to claim bankruptcy due to medical bills? Are we really free when students are still paying on college loans for the past 20 to 30 years. Like, is that really what freedom looks like? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not anti-America. I'm just saying that where people set their foundation, it's, it's very similar to the churchgoers who believe that God is making right with this war in Palestine, that this is God's way. And if you can sit on that if you can, if you can sit on that acknowledgement that you are, that your God is okay with the elimination of children, right? I do not want to know you. I don't want you to be in my existence. I don't want you to be in my peripheral. I don't want you to be anywhere near me because that, my friend, is a very dangerous person. Sir, I, you know, I, I put out a note. I, I, I tweeted, I think, yesterday. Um, and I did it like people do on TikTok. I went point of view, right? Because the baseball <laughs> playoff, yeah, POV, because the baseball playoffs are going on. Baseball player hits home run. And then as he's running the bases, he kisses the necklace of the cross that he carries. And then he pumps his fists on his chest. And then he looks up to God and thanks God for you know helping him hit a home run. Mm -hmm. And then I go, point of view, God. Sitting up, God watching war go on, doing nothing, gets interrupted by a baseball player who thanks him for helping him hit a home run. God <laughs> smiles and, and then goes back to watching the war and doing absolutely nothing while kids are being killed. <laughs> the absurdity of that. Absurd. Right? Like, just, I, I couldn't, like, my brain cannot function to think that, that you think that you know there is a god so you gotta let's start with that you think there's a god and then for some reason you think that god is interested in your your sporting activity like your one thing it, but somehow there are thousands of people being killed in you know between israel and hamas or between russia and um, ukraine or you know, 30,000 people killed by guns in this country, you know, all this mayhem happening, but somehow God is pleased and, and, and took the time to bless you to hit a home run. That, that's crazy. <laughs> it's absurd. And, and, and the thought that you could even, it is very, you know, I bring this up as an example every time we talk about something that is, uh, it's incomprehensible. It's, I can't comprehend it. I don't yes. even, but, is this, when we talk about how big space is, right? Where we can't just grasp 
the fact that right. we're seeing things. Our earth is, if someone's seen us, if they want to see us today, they have to wait 13 billion years. Like my mind and my, my brain cannot process that as a logical thought. So right. It's too big. Somebody yeah. that kisses their cross and thinks God got them that home run is just, it, I can't logically connect the dots in my mind to even right. know how you can think that. Right. So I, I tweeted that. And so a lady responded, well, God can multitask. Uh, <laughs> if he's a man, he cannot. <laughs> exactly. God is thinking about the Roman Empire. <laughs> and these will be the same women that say men do not know how to multitask. Yeah, we cannot multitask. So, okay, here's a whole other different type of multitask. And this may be normal to you or or a very simple thing. But it just dawned on me, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, that Americans ask two questions at a time. Okay. Right. So someone would say, um, hey, uh, what restaurant did you go to? Did you like the food? <laughs> or hey, what kind of car did you get? Do you like your car? <laughs> or um, have you seen that new, that new series on, on Netflix? It's pretty good, right? And it's like, well, why don't you just ask me two questions? <laughs> And so it's, it, and I don't know why I picked up on it, but now I hear it everywhere. Oh God, now I'm going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar to the, can I ask you a question? Bitch, you just did. Like. <laughs> well, that was your one. You're done. <laughs> no, you can't ask me a question. God damn it. Then they ask anyways. Like why? That sort of, it sort of delineates. Right? Rapid fire two questions. And so, that, so Elian does that. And my daughter does that. So I, now I'll say to Elian, okay. Okay. Um, I'm still thinking about your first question. So I'm not getting to your second question yet. Let me try to answer that. But, but I don't think fast. So give me a moment. And she's like, well, I, all I'm asking is, did you like the meal? And was it okay? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of that. Oh my God. Now I'm going to, now I'm, now that's all I'm going to be listening to. Are you, how are you, um, what shows are you watching this week? Like, okay. and do you watch, yeah, the reason why I'm asking you this at this moment is because you mentioned Ilian. Do you both watch the same shows? And if you do, so I'm asking you two questions. Do you watch the same shows? And if you do, will she get mad if you watch a couple episodes before her? Ooh, so um, to answer your first question, we do watch some of the same shows, but they're very limited. And then the okay. second is... Um, they're the types of shows that I do not watch without her. So what she likes to watch, and I think this is a very American woman thing. She likes crime, mm, right? Yeah. So, so Dateline, uh, I should have stopped there. Like she loved Dateline, right? And so I watch it with her because, you know, I like a, a good Dateline mystery too. And sure. um, so, yeah, so that, but then also she loves all the Housewives franchises. Oh, yes. And so I, I've never watched those, but I, you know, that's what she likes. So I said, okay, I'm going to watch this so I can get in the conversation with you. Right. And so I'm into them now. Like I'm into them. Like I will get into them and I got my favorites and stuff like that. We're like, we just watched the reunion part one of New York. Yes. 
right? And I like you know because I, I think generally I think those. Okay, let me take a step back. I don't mind watching Housewives because I like to see the women. Like, there's some good-looking women on some of these shows. Yeah. But also, in the safety of your home, you can, I can be as catty and petty as I want and talk about that, right? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> like, I thought to myself, all of their reunion looks looked awful. Except they were Uno. awful. Awful. Uno like, looked great, but nobody else looked good. Sir, look, I, I've seen a few of these reunions now. And, and is it do they don't they sort of coordinate their colors or styles? Yeah, like there's a theme associated. Yeah, with it's it. a theme. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. But last night they were a mess, and that and that lady from J Crew, she was in jeans. Jenna, yeah, Jenna. I would have said, you know what? You're not coming on my. If I'm this guy, Andy, you're not coming on my set in jeans. Like, <laughs> go out. You are go out. I'm not doing jeans. Go out. <laughs> She's in jeans. I think, you know, this is okay. No, it's not okay. You look you look like <laughs> trash. Like this was not Walmart day. No. <laughs> so you'll watch will you watch an episode before her? Because no, you're really tired. No, okay. I won't. Because right. I, I, I have no interest in it beyond spending time with her and watching it, it with okay. her. Like and okay. she really enjoys it. And so um but, you know, she'll watch a couple of, like, Disney things with me, like the Star Wars things or the Marvel things and Disney and, and and those. But then the other stuff that I like, like, I like sci-fi and fantasy and horror. She has no interest in all that stuff. So I just I just pile through that stuff. Okay. So now what are you watching? What have you started watching this week? So um, I just started watching Loki, speaking of that. Um, okay. I, let me add a little layer to your question, though. I also watch some things with my daughter. Mm. So there's like, there's certain things that she says, do not watch these without me. So okay. one is like the Marvel things, Loki, and we'll watch Survivor and Amazing Race together. Okay. So we're watching those. I'm not caught up on Survivor or Amazing Race. I think we're a week behind. Um, but this week I started watching, or I'm not finished watching um, uh, The Fall of the House of Usher. Oh. Right, on Netflix. I knew you struggle with it. So to give you some background, this is the Edgar Allan Poe story from like whenever he wrote in the 1800s or something. And okay. it's brought up to date. So it's sort of horror thriller. It's not really thriller. It's more horror. And it's by the same guy that made um, The Haunting of Bly Manor and all those okay, kinds of things. Okay, I like that, those. I have yeah. finished episode two. So I'm going to stick it out. I'm, I'm committed. Okay. Okay, he uses the same actors, which is really funny. So anyway, there's that. So I'm watching that. I I am a week behind on Gen V. Oh, I'm an episode. I'm an episode behind. Okay, on Gen V. And then I didn't know the new season of Uploaded started, and that's on oh, Prime yes, as well. Oh yes, I love yes, it. I, I totally. I didn't know. I just. I don't know, like how I missed. I think it's season three, and there's short little yeah. episodes. But it's really good. It's called Uploaded. And it's like sometime in the future, you can upload your consciousness to, you know, um, server. yeah, server, virtual reality kind of deal. And But it's all depending on how much money you have. You can have a yep. great afterlife and you can have crappy if you're broke. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's a, it's a really fun little series. And then um, I, we just started this reality show that's on um, Netflix called, oh, damn, it's called... Um, uh, living in Paradise or something like that. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to look it up. Um, and so basically what it is, is these people, they're in Greece 
these American, they fly these American rally people to, to Greece and this beautiful house on the coast. It's just mm. beautiful house. And then the twist is um, only some of them get to live in the house. The rest have to be outside camping. <laughs> oh, yikes. Oh. <laughs> and so the idea is that you then have to work with your teammates on the outside to have them vote you to go on the inside. Oh. And then on the, once on the inside, you got to try to build relationships so they don't vote you to go back to the outside. Damn. Yes. And so it's all just, it's all just that. It's just messy, you know? Okay. And, and you know, I mean, you get to go to Greece for a while, but the prize is only $100,000. Oh. Now, not that I wouldn't take $100,000, but Survivor is a million. Yeah, how long are you in Big Brother? Seven hundred fifty thousand. Yes. It's, okay. Look. Okay. We're gonna go off on this. I I was watching. We were watching Family Feud. I never watched Family Feud, but for some reason it popped up on TV, and the three of us were sitting here watching it. Sir, do you know they have not changed the money on Family Feud since nine since the ten thousand dollars? Yes. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> and then the family lost, and they got eight hundred dollars. <laughs> Their outfits cost more. <laughs> Steve Harvey's ties cost eight hundred dollars. His suits are like five thousand dollars. Like, how can they have not raised the money on Family, family Feud? Family Feud is like America. Like everything else raises, everybody else has to pay to get there. But you're gonna just keep making the same amount of money. Right? Everything else, groceries are going up. Your tie, your clothes, the makeup that you use. But yeah, sorry, your salary is staying at ten thousand dollars. Right? Like I'm flying to L.A. wherever that is. You know, they say say I could fly from from here in Sacramento. And it's five people, so each person is getting two thousand dollars. Like, are you kidding then me? Then you have to right. tax it. Yes, for three rounds and a lightning round and all that clapping and all that nonsense. <laughs> if you win, you get two thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amen. Oh God, that's all. Okay, okay. So I wonder what you were watching, but the, the show on Netflix is nine episodes. It's called Surviving Paradise. Okay, all right. Yeah, Maybe and it's, just, it's just messy. And then, and then I'm also watching um, the Golden Bachelor. Yes. Right. Which is really is is really good. It's because the women are starting to fight now, like getting yeah. arguments and disputes. Yeah. And the one that looks like Caitlyn Jenner is really like she's a nightmare. She's 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 unhinged. Right. I can't stand her. And then the follow-up show to that, you know, Bachelor in Paradise. It know. is um it's so it's a mess. It's just all these rejects from these different dating shows are stuck in an island and they all just have to hook up or they have to leave the island. And it's an uneven number. So one week there's more women than men, and then the reverse. And so you hope someone picks you, so you get to stay on the island. If not, you're 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 out. And it's just it's just men and women's insecurities on display is what it is. <laughs> I love him though; he's so genuine. And our friend Margaret says, "Oh, it's too cheesy to watch." He's genuine. So you know what? I was thinking about that. That she's uncomfortable with someone being genuine. That's what I figured. <laughs> So he's saying back to her, this is a you problem, not a show problem. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I am watching that the the fall of the Usher House. So I've watched yes. that. I'm gonna give you that. Um Billions, the final season. There's one episode left. I thought all of them were a release. So I like binge watch thinking I was going to get the full last season. But the last oh. season, the last episode is Friday. So it is, they are doing 
such a good job wrapping up this show. I don't think there's going to be anything left hanging. I just love how they brought them all the characters back. So really, really good. Um, I started watching and I'm up to date on lessons in chemistry with Brie oh. Larson on Apple TV. Oh, yeah. How is that? He's a scientist in the 50s. And, you know, that's deemed upon because that's a man's field. So uh, she takes her scientific knowledge and right. starts a cooking show. Now, she hasn't started the cooking show, but that's the concept. And I am in oh, love with it. It is oh. really, really good. It's on Apple TV. I like Brie Larson. With, yeah, Brie Larson. Um, along with, of course, the morning show. I am just loving this season. Um, Jen Aniston, John Hamm, Reese Witherspoon. I mean, the list goes on uh, of just the great storylines in there this season. Um, I also, Gen V, I am caught up and oh, I'm caught up wait. on Upload. Upload is so good. You caught up on Upload. How'd you keep that from me? What the hell? <laughs> I was sharing it today so that you wouldn't talk about it. Um, so it's really good. Gen V is really good. And of course, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, the reunion of New York. I think. Wait a minute. Real- wait a minute. Did you see the most recent? Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, is this the one that they had a bunny Easter party? Yes, the yes. girl and her mother. Yeah. Oh, you know what? if my mom did that to me, my first of all, my mom would never do that to me. She would never choose my friend's side and tell me to calm down. Right. She just wouldn't do that. Right. And I just thought it was out of line, out of place. Her mom had no, she just met that woman. Right. And her, her daughter, I can't think right now, she said, are you kidding me right now? Ooh, she was <laughs> mad. And you know yes. what? Because I, I, we, I watched that little scene twice. And it, I think, okay, the mother is the, she she watches the lady's um, kids. Okay. So she's like a nanny, but she's the mother. But you know what? That girl's reaction, she's not a girl. That woman's reaction to her mother doing that told me that that mother, that was not the time for her to try to parent her grown daughter. Yep. Right. Because there is some issues with that relationship. And and she said it in her little interview. She cried. She said, I just I, sometimes I, I wish I had a different mother. Like this Ooh. doesn't work. That was brutal. But then you know what I thought? Because she said, My mother's the worst person in the world. She's the worst person I know. And she also overheard her mother calling her a bitch and a I hate her and that kind of stuff. I thought, yep. oh my God. But then I thought, then why are you having her watch your kids? Yes. Yes. You, that that doesn't go together. Yeah. Get her out of your kids' yeah. lives because you do not like how she raised you. Yes. Yeah, so why are you letting them spend time raising yes. them? Yeah. Yep. And, yep, that, yep. and her mother That's came true. to her and said, "Calm down and go into another room." I thought, "Oh Lord." I I like Ooh. literally, my mom would have never did that. And if my friend's mother did that, I would say, "This, I think you should be having your daughters back right now." Right. Everybody else's. Like it was crazy. So, and then I'm watching Big Brother. So Big Brother season 25, it's a good one. How many, how many, how many are left? How many are left? What's happening? I think they're down to uh, seven people. So next week Ooh. is a double elimination or tomorrow's a double elimination. So then they'll be down to five. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. it's good. It's hey, good. Dude, and we don't do, I don't think we've ever done this, but here's a breaking news thing. So this is sort of related to our um, topic earlier that um, local media out of Lewiston, Maine, are reporting that a gunman has carried out a mass shooting and there are multiple victims there. Stop it. In Lewis, Maine. 
so we were talking about guns and this kind of stuff. So I, I you know, I thought I was just going with a with a breaking news story, and they're asking people in that city to shelter in place. Oh my God! That's so jacked up, huh? That's our that's our that's our war right now. We right. that's oh my God, a school shooting. It's a school shooting, huh? And they and they, you know, I see a video. It's it's a uh, looks like a. He's a white man. He's average height. I would say he's about five, nine, five, ten, and he has an AR, one of those AR weapons. Of course. And he looks to be third, twenty-eight to thirty-five. I would say, and there's photos of him just walking into the place shooting, like. Good God. Where did he go into? Like, where did he go into? Uh, so he's still an active shooter? Yeah, this and this this just hit my feed like a moment ago um, that he's still out there and they're trying to identify him because they have really good pictures of him. Um, good God. It's hard to see. You know, they have him walking into. A, it's hard to see if this is some type of a store, like maybe a grocery store or Walmart. You know, um, I don't even want to speculate, but he's going inside okay. of a business. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's floating around. It's floating around inside. So, yeah, you know what? We're trying to survive. We're trying to survive the war that's in this country. Yep. But just so like you hope, said. Let's hope we get a lot of video coverage of that. You know, before we go, I do want to acknowledge that there are some stupid ass people in this country, like all not this country, but other countries that are pretending they are in the war zone of Palestine and like laying on the ground in their local area, pretending to act like they're in Palestine That's with silly. people on bikes. This There was a Romanian journalist that was had a press thing on, was on the ground talking about how she's in active shooting right now all around her. And in the background, you see people on their bikes riding by. Oh, man. You know what? That's called performative bullshit. Like there, there are literally people who have to do that to survive. Yeah. Right. Because there's like bombs raining down in in Palestine and in Gaza right now, and there's you know still attacks going on in Israel, and we have a fucking shooter here going off, and you don't have to pretend. Don't to, pretend. Anyway, I'm not. That's a whole other rant. So, um, we woo, so so we so we forgot, but we have to we because we're out of time. Um. We have to talk about Britney Spears' memoir next week. Yes. And then um, our things we hate. Oh, yes. Our things we hate. Oh, God. No problem there. <laughs> um, uh, good week. Good conversation. As always, I enjoy getting to catch up with you. Yes. Enjoy the fun. rain, mofo. Yeah. You know, I know it's your favorite. Mm -hmm. Yes. See you later. And hey, to our listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, rate us wherever you see our stuff. Rate us a five. Don't just rate us. Rate us a five, or keep your keep your rating to yourself. And because um, <laughs> we'll find you. <laughs> Share us and spread the word. And we are the best podcast on, on on all your podcast networks. Awesome. Good time, sir. Thank you. Bye. Peace out. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved.
No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.